As long as I got King Jesus, as long as I got King Jesus, he'll make it all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody got King Jesus today? Anybody got King Jesus today? Is he making it all right for you today? Is it all right for everybody in here today? Is it, are you all right today? Are you all right today? Are you all right today? If you're not all right, we got King Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take your seats. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Long as I got King Jesus, it'll make he'll make it all right. I have to kind of testify this morning a little bit about this morning for me. Have you ever on some Sundays had something to be going so bad all morning until you be like, you know what, I ain't going to church today. Am I by myself today? I'm just trying to be a little transparent today. Woke up this morning and everything was, thought it was all right. Things didn't turn out what I wanted to be. I went to the bathroom and do my hair. My hair didn't come out all right. I was getting frustrated with that. I know those men who got, who got bald heads, you know, that's not even your concern. <laughs> I was moving a little slow. I said, I need to get, I wanted to get to church by a little bit before nine. And next thing you know, I was messing with the printer and everything with the printer was just messing up and balling up and going crazy and time was slipping by. And I'm going, maybe I should just stay home today. Can I just be real with y'all? And then and more and more things just kept it getting worse. You're fixing it was still bad and got worse. And I said, Lord, I need you to help me this morning. And then all of a sudden my wife came in and she said, go on in there. I'm, I got this. And I said, I need to explain to you. What's happening? She just gave me that look like. I said, why are you making a look? She said, I'll figure it out. Go ahead and get ready for church. And I'm a little mad. And I'm like, I should just stay home. But you know, when you got the word in you, the word will rev up to you. It'll regurgitate out of your pores sometime and speak to you. And the scripture that came to my mind was, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And I said, but I don't want to go. He said, but the scripture says, and I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And when and, and all the way here, the devil was in my mind and in my head. There ain't nothing good going to be at the church. And, and when I got to the church, I, the, 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 I popped the hatch up. We were late running, and I was just frustrated. And the hatch opened up, and everything that we had for Valentine's just fell out. And I get there, I, I, I looked at Brother John. I said, I think I should just go home. 
And Brother John said, we've all had those days. He said, Pastor, it's going to get better. Brother Ross said, I had a bunch of them. It's going to get better. And one of the reasons that I saw why it's good to go to the house of the Lord is that when you down, God will have some folks that will pick you up. Because sometimes we need somebody to pick us up. And while I was up in the office and I said, Lord, I'm, I'm struggling right now. I want to be here, but I'm struggling right now. And right then, I get a knock on the door, and it was Sister Caretha. She said, Pastor, you okay? are, you, are you prepared? Are you through preparing? I said, I don't even know. I said, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm ready to go down. I forgot where everything she said. She said, but by the time you go down, you're going to be all right. And I go downstairs. I had a little bit of an attitude. And I said, God, I'm trying to find an excuse to go back home. I'm just being real with y'all today. And when I walked in, when I, and as I'm coming down the stairs, I hear the musicians is playing. And I hear the choir singing. I don't know what you come to do. But I come to praise the Lord. You can come and be mad. But I come to praise the Lord. You can have an attitude. But I come to praise the Lord. You can feel like, like you don't want to be here. But I come to praise the Lord. And since you are here with your attitude, with your attitude, come on and praise the Lord. So I said, I'm going to praise the Lord today. I'm going to praise the Lord today. I'm going to check my attitude at that door. And I'm going to praise the Lord today. Is there anybody in here that came to praise the Lord? And the choir put an exclamation point when they said, as long as I got King. As long as I got King Jesus. As long as I got King Jesus. Your hair can be messed up. Your printer can be destroyed. Your car can mess up. Everything can fall apart. But as long as I got it. I want you to know, Trey, that I got him. I got him. If you got him, look at the with the neighbor. I got him. I got King Jesus. I got King Jesus. And that means I'm going to be all right. 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 Tell I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right, church, because I feel like being here now. I didn't feel like it at first, but I came into the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's all right. It's all right. I don't know what you're going through, but in my testimony, it's all right. It's already all right. Don't care what it feels like. 
Don't care what it sounds like. It's all right. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. 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 Thank you, Jesus, for making it all right. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because now it don't even matter right now. It don't even matter right now. It don't even matter right now. I'm in the presence of the Lord in here. I'm in the house of the Lord. That's where my God is. Where he is. I'm free. I'm free in here. Are you free today? Hallelujah. 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 Let me draw your attention, please, to Luke chapter 16. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Long as I got King Jesus. Hallelujah. Long as I got him. Thank you, God. Long as I got him. Hallelujah. I done had some things to let me down that I thought I had was treasurable. But I found out Jesus is the only treasure that I need. Can I get a witness in here, church? Can I get a witness today, church? Hallelujah. Let us, let us, let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just want to thank you, God, for reminding me that you got it. And that you're going to keep it. Because, God, your word says, take this joke upon you. Hallelujah. And give it to me and take mine. For my yoke is easy. And my burdens are light. So God, when I give it over to you, God, I just have my mouth. So what was I so worked up about? So really, what were, what is any of us so worked up about? God, I just want to tell you, thank you, God, for being so patient with me. So being so kind to us. For God, for, for letting us take the time to let you get it right for us, oh God. Because sometimes we can't get it right. Because when the devil starts pouring, he starts shifting and trying to do all kinds of ways. But your word says when the enemy comes up against you like a flood, Father God, your word says you will raise up a standard against it. And God, I want to thank you for the standard, God. Because even though I wasn't calling on you, I was calling on you to ask you to help me get a reason to leave your house. But but I'm glad I'm here, God. And I'm and I'm glad to be here with, with my brothers and sisters, oh God. I'm I'm glad to be in your house. We're all glad to be here, God, because this is the day that you have made. And we come to rejoice 
and be glad in it. And we're going to see some miracles today. We're going to experience some miracles today. We're going to experience your word and we're going to discover again that it's all the Lord's doing. And it's all marvelous in our eyes. Father God, get your, get your will done today. Father God, be on purpose in your word today. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, many of us may have come with any types of different types of motives. But as the choir song, oh God, don't know what nobody else came to do. Somebody came to praise the Lord. Father God, and we thank you, oh God. Father God, we ask you, God, that being a sin in our midst, pluck it out and make us, make us right with you, God, and with each other. Father God, if there's anything we need to change, God, Father God, show us the error of our ways that we may be able to change and live accordingly as your word tells us to do for you. Because, God, we want to make it in one day. We want to make it to heaven one day. We want to make it to everlasting life. God, we want to see your face. God, we don't want you to turn your face from us and say, you workers of iniquity. God, we want to hear you say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Come on in. God, I want to come on in. God, we want to come on in today. Father God, I ask you in the name of Jesus, send your word to your servant today. Send your word to your people, O oh God. Speak out of me today, O oh Father God, in the name of Jesus. Have Daniel full under decrease, but have Jesus Christ increase to your people in word, deep power, and in sight. And in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. We're going to start giving honor to God who is the head of my life, to his son Jesus, to the precious Holy Spirit, to all things that, that God has made good. He made it... Uh, he is still making it good. It may not always feel good, but God is a good God. And he is still worthy to be praised. To all of my father's children, that's from all the ministers, to, to all the other officers of the church, my wife, Mother Parker, to everybody, makes people on Facebook, God bless you, God keep you. And I know some of you right now had a mind to come out, but that was an excuse that you had. I want you to know, I tried to have one. But the Lord didn't let me keep that. And I want to invite you, instead of it's good to watch it on, online and, and to watch and, and to hear the word and get excited in your house. But it's something awesome when you can just come into the house of the Lord. Do you understand me? It's something special when you can come into the house of the Lord. Sometimes it ain't about bills. Sometimes it ain't about the struggle. Sometimes just getting your mood right. Getting your mind right. Getting everything in you right. You want to face the week? Come to the mind regulator. God will regulate your mind. I'm going to invite you to come on out to somebody's house, but make sure it is the house of the Lord. And just as I said, I was glad when they said that to me, let us go into the house. So I want to tell you today, be glad that somebody, myself, are telling you, come on in to the house of the Lord. We need you in here. We can't praise God enough by ourselves. We need some more hands. We need some more feet. We need some more shouting because the God we serve is a big God. He is a worthy God. He's an awesome God. He can do anything but fail. And guess what? He can change your life. Come on in. Well, the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. Starting at um, um, Luke 16, verse 1. And, and it reads, and he said also, King James Version, unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man which had a steward. And the same was accused unto him that had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, how is it 
that I hear this of thee. Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest no longer be no, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig. To beg, I am ashamed. Oh, God. Oh, God. I am resolved what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship, that they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto my Lord? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Mm. Then said he to another, How much owest thou and he said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, take thy bill and write four score. That means 80. And the Lord commended the unjust. This is what he says now. And commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world in their generation wiser than the children of light. Go down to verse, well, let's keep, let's read the rest of it. And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. He that is faithful in that which is least is also faithful in also much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? I'm going to read that again. If therefore, mammon means money, so I'm going to say money this time. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous money, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Who do you serve today? That's the subject. Who do you serve? Who do you serve? Who do you serve? Mm-hmm. I know we were just finished shouting, but the shouts are getting ready to cease.
here is something interesting. He's talking about stewardship. This is Jesus is teaching about being a good steward of what the rich man had and his steward. That's what the story was about. But the actuality is a parable. The rich man in this scenario is actually the heavenly father. And the stewards really is us. I want to help break this down for you to understand this. And he tells him, give an account of what you have done with what I have given you. In this world today, many of us say we serve God our Father in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. But our actions are far from it. We say we serve God, but our stewardship says something different. God has given everybody a measure of blessing. Everybody in here has a measure of faith. But the question is, what have you done with it? Some have much. Some have a little. And I want to tell you that there aren't as many people that have much compared to the whole lot that got very little. Because oftentimes, them that got little try to pretend like they got much. We like to put on the costume of the good stewards, but our hearts and our actions are telling us that we are an unjust steward. In this parable, the rich man is asking him, what have you done? And within himself, he's saying, I'm in danger of no longer being a steward unto my master. And I'm here to tell us today, many of us are in danger of being not being a steward unto our heavenly father. In this particular scenario, in verse 4, he says, I am resolved what to do. He says, I know what to do. That when I am put out, when I am snatched out of the stewardship, when I am no longer a steward unto my master, I am going to do like the rest of the folk do. We have a problem in this country. We are celebrating Black History Month. And in Black History Month, we love to go back and talk about how we were freed from being slaves. But I'm here to tell you when we were freed from those masters, we attached ourselves to other masters. 
And some of us are still enslaved today. The reason why this servant got in trouble with his master, he let his debt dictate to him how he should live as a steward. Who, this is rhetorical, who in here allows their bills to dictate how they serve God? Who in here dictates, allows their bills to dictate how they serve God? You cannot, if you, have, if you have debt and your debt is controlling you in every aspect of your life, but yet you say you love God, him do you serve, but whenever it comes to making a decision to serve God, your finances tell you to do something else. Who do you serve? We love to say in the name of Jesus because Jesus says whatever you ask in my name I will go to my father and do it and for many of us our prayers is in the name of Jesus get me out of debt in the name of Jesus give me a million dollars we ask for stuff you can't handle the stuff that you got but yet you want God to entrust you with some more. And we are still enslaved. The white man ain't going to get me like that. He got you. He got you. I'm going to give you some heavy stats today. Out of all the countries of the world, the United States has $36.8 trillion in debt. Did you know that the United States has more debt than every single nation in the world combined? And they still got about $10 billion more than that. But yet, when you look at all the nations, they got all the debt. Guess what continent has the least? Africa. Africa has 662, almost 63 billion, not trillion, dollars in debt. And they want us to look at Africa as being some backwards nation. They are not backwards. What is that compared to the United States? The continent of Africa has almost $663 billion in debt. The state of California has $541 million in debt. You mean to tell me that a state can have almost as much debt as a whole continent? Not a country, but a continent. They said that, statistics also show that the country that has the most millionaires is the United States. But yet we owe the most money to everybody. They said that the brokest country in the world of the continent is Africa. But Africa, they also say don't have good credit. Hmm. 
When I look at other statistics about credit card debt, the number one country that got the most credit card debt per person is the United States. And of that country, it's black folk that got the most debt. It's black folk that work the most overtime. It's black folk that will work on Sundays to pay off their debt. And yet we say we love God, but we don't want to listen to our Savior, our Master, on how to get out of it. But we pray to him for direction, but we let our finances keep us enslaved to the system. I told you we quiet today. But at the same time, that country, that continent of Africa, they want to say they're backwards. But don't you know, Africa has very little credit card debt per person. On the chart, it says India has, has the least. But even on that chart, Africa ain't even listed. And it's a continent. They say Africa is a, is a pagan nation. Did you know Africa has the most Christians in the world? Africa has 632 billion, million Christians. United States is 341 million people. The continent got more Christians there than all of the United States, almost double. But yet, they say Africa is the nation that is so backwards. All them black folk, but yet them black folk don't have no debt. Them black folk don't have any, don't, don't have any credit card issues. Them black folk are believing in God. And they asked one man over there, and they left it alone. Why are you, why don't y'all have any debt? Don't you trust the system? They said, I, we listen to the word of God. The word of God tells me that if I'm to have it, I can ask God for it. But if he don't answer me, that means I'm not supposed to have it. So I don't go into debt to get it because to go into debt to get it means that I'm disobeying my father because he didn't say anything. Why am I going to go around him if I serve him? And if I'm going around him, guess what? I'm ignoring him and I'm not worthy to be a steward. So what we do is that we give our time. Over is 48% of the population of Africa are Christians. That means they believe in Jesus Christ. And yet we in this country, supposed to be the freest country in the world, the most liberated country, but yet the majority of the black folk in this country are still enslaved to debt. You're enslaved to your credit card. I saw an interesting scenario two days ago. It said that if you borrow, if you get a credit card of $1,000, and most people, when you get a credit card, the common attitude is to go get another one because you want to do some stuff. Use a credit card to go on vacation. Use a credit card to buy gas. Use a credit card to, pay, to buy food. And today is Super Bowl Sunday, so you use the credit card to buy stuff for the party. Come on now. But yet, you love God. Who do you serve then if you keep staying in debt? But anyway, with this $1,000, did you know that the current interest rate on a credit card, the average one ranges from 26 
to 29.9%. And if you pay the minimum, don't you know you'll end up paying back $2,900? And you say you free. Ooh, I knew it was going to get quiet today. And how do I know this to be a true? It's because we were both there. Robbing Peter to pay Paul. But we said we was free. It was until one day, God will let you fall into your own way of doing it until you fall so low. Until you're like, God, I don't know what else to do. Help me. And what God will let you do is let you stay right there. Let you wallow in it. You can cry out to him all you want to, but he knows when you don't learn your lesson. But when you, he said, when the unjust servant, when he said, I'm going to be like the rest of them. And he did. And his master commended him. He said, good job. Go ahead and do like they do. Because honestly, you can't work for me. Mother, what good is praying about it if you ain't going to be about it? We can pray all we want, but if we're not going to have no action behind it, hallelujah. Let me, let me read to you. I'm, I'm still, I'm on point. Psalm 74. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 74, I want to say. Thank you, Jesus. Because I want to help us. I, wanna, I want you to get free today. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 74, verse 7 through 9, through 10. I'm going to read this to you. It says, they have cast fire into thy sanctuary. They have defiled by casting down the dwelling place of thy name to the ground. They said in their hearts, let us destroy them together. They have burned up all the synagogues of God in the land. We see not our signs. There is no more any prophet, neither is there any among us, any that knoweth how long. Verse 10, O God, how long shall the adversary reproach? Shall the enemy blaspheme thy name? Forever, why withdrawest thou thy hand, even thy right hand, pluck it out of thy bosom? This psalmist was asking God. He would say, the enemy is beating me up. If you read the whole thing, he would tell, he would say, I know it's my fault, but I'm looking for a sign. I don't see any signs when this will be over, and I'm looking for a sign. I want the preacher to tell me, but he ain't got nothing to tell me. Why? Because the preacher is in debt too. The preacher is enslaved too. And so what preachers preach is about, oh, if you're praying, ask God, put this offering here, put that off, sow that seed there, and I promise you, by next week, your bills will be paid. Who are you listening to? Who are you serving? That is not what God said. We are, we are trusting in false hope. Credit gives you false hope. 
One of the reasons why, Sister Flew, well, people can talk about, about our kids. He always driving that kid. I'll drive a car of a pastor. When God gets me out of all this debt, I will. When God paid off my house, took away every piece, I had the choice to buy a lease. But God gave me some intelligent wisdom. And I know I could do any of it. But, I, but the point is that I'm serving him. I'm getting credit cards by the boatloads. I mean $10,000 credit. But that's just pieces of paper. That is no real money. All that is a trap. Saying things like go on vacation. Take that cruise, buy them clothes, go on that shopping spree, and for the next six months, transfer your balances over. You're going to have a zero interest rate. And then at the end, and guess what? Small print says after six months, if your debt is not paid off, we're going to skyrocket this up to 31.8%. And yet, you're free. You're black. I don't serve the white man, but you don't serve God either. If you can't say amen, say ouch. We hear about to go into a fast. In a few weeks, in another week or so, we got folks complaining about the fast already. Ask about the, uh, uh, the extra money that we want to do to for God's church. And they people, I don't know if I want to get that. I don't, I don't know. Complaining. But let some mess happen in your life. Oh, God. You said if I call on you, you will answer. But what about when God's been talking to you in his word and you've been ignoring him? I can tell you what happened. You ain't been reading his word. You ain't been reading it. You don't even care about it until trouble comes your way. Baby, you've been in trouble. You've just been a slave. You've been addicted to every piece of struggle. So what if everybody else is driving BMWs and Range Rovers? Get your pinto that's paid for and drive into the ground. Don't worry about the other folk. Heed to, your, to the word of God. If you say you serve God, get in his word and do like he say. He said, if you don't believe me, he said, bring your tithes into the storehouse that there will be meat in my house and I will open up the windows of heaven and pull you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. And he said, try me and see. He said, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. You know so much. You old wicked servant. You know so much. You know how to handle business. You know how to handle God's money. But you always broke. Ain't you tired? This man in, in Psalm 74, he was tired. He was I'm looking for a sign. There was no sign. The sign was sit yourself down. And be the steward that God would have you to do. Our theme of this year is get all we can from the Lord and leave the rest alone. The psalmist has said, I can't hear from you. Well, if you don't hear from them, don't do nothing.
but stay in your mess, wallow in it, be a good steward in your mess, and say, God, can I start over? I'm ready to start over. I don't see how it's going to work. I don't understand how it's going to work. That's why that scripture is true. We don't walk by sights, but we walk by faith. Hallelujah. For the Bible says the just shall live by faith, not by money, not by credit, not by debt, but on the ever living word of God. That's how we live, and that's how we're going to make it. We got folk in here that's up here pointing fingers. You ain't literally pointing, but in your hearts. Mm, tell them, tell them, Pastor. I want to tell you something. If we are living in the same house, y'all in that thing together. What good does it look like I'm putting down my brother? When you read Ephesians, the first three chapters, one that's one of the things I use when I'm um, uh, marriage counseling is having to focus on the first three chapters of Ephesians because Ephesians deals with the fact that we are brethren together. And before you get married, you need to realize that you are brethren together and that you, don't, you shouldn't treat your brethren any kind of way. You shouldn't put them down. You shouldn't make them feel embarrassed. But you should be a help. Because you can't say you're going to go to heaven anyhow. Because when you die, whatever you got, you're going to leave it here. You want to live prosperous, but you know better than the, the, the wicked steward. Because you point your finger and said, look at me. Yes, look at you. Look at you. Look at us. We want to, somebody ain't going to like this sermon today. You're going to get on the phone and call the deacon. He the pastor one preached on Yes, I am. This is the word of God. He don't want you in debt. Jesus, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But the thief comes to steal, he's going to another credit card. Come to destroy, he's going to another credit card. Come to tear you down. We got you. Take another credit card. Sometimes you can't go on that trip. You need to stay home. Sometimes you can't go shopping with them same clothes that you got and let them turn raggedy. Well, I ain't going to be embarrassed. Well, I want you to know that God can keep you in them clothes. If, he can, if, if, if God can keep the children of Israel for 40 years, and then a sandal wear out. Don't you know he can keep you? I ain't talking talk to somebody online right now. Am I getting mad in here? I'm talking to somebody on Facebook, just letting you know. Because they can't see me and I can't see. They, they can see me, but I can't see. But I ain't, I ain't talking to nobody in here. Facebook. But he's telling us, this is Jesus. He says in verse 13, no servants can serve two masters. 
He's putting in a different way that God has said from the beginning. God, Jehovah, our father said these words. I am a jealous God. Don't put no idol before me. And our idol today that's keeping folks enslaved, black folk in particular, ain't talking about the other folks, is debt. Credit card, debt. Pray that prayer. Help me to be obedient to your word. God, where do I start? There's, we got young folk that, that when they get grown, they got so much bad credit because their parents putting the light bill. Don't say, ooh, y'all know it's the truth. Don't act surprised. You know it's the truth. You got four children and four children. I know I'm just making up a number now. Don't get mad. Some folk got, got all these children and every child got a light bill and a light bill is due and the credit is shot. Got cable in their name, whatever. Got credit cards in their name. Social security. It's just bad. You are. That's wickedness. That's wickedness. And when you try to cheat the system. I'm, I'm helping us. We, we want real preaching. Here you go. You can't do crazy stuff to stay on, 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 on social services. Social services has a way to keep you held hostage. It puts stuff out there to say, if you keep this amount of money, you can always get this. There are some folk that don't even seek to make more than that little bit. So they can keep getting that little bit. And, then they, and they're in danger of losing that little bit. But God said, if you serve me, do you hear me? If you serve me, he told David when he went and tried to get back, when he got Bathsheba, he said, what you got, if it wasn't enough, all you had to do was ask me. You have not cause you ask not. If you ask, he said, you, you, you can get it, but you have to knock first. You also got to keep seeking till you find it. But when you get to the right door and you knock on it, the door will be open. But you got to let the door, the Lord, open the door for you. Don't try to get a credit and use it as a key to open up the door. But the door, when it opens, it won't be the godly door. It'll be the devilish door. You cannot. You, you have to either hate one or love the other. That's the word. The word is filled with talking about debt and talking about being free from sin. And if you look at what the wicked servant did when he was kicked out of being a steward, he went and behaved like the rest of them. He fell into sin and started doing like the rest of the world do. Tried to cheat and tried to connive because he thought that was, that was what worked. That don't work. Trust me, I've been there. I've been there. There's a bunch of folk in here that have been there. But you know how we came out of it? We came on one accord together. It didn't matter what bills were in her name or what was in mine. Didn't matter how much money I made. Don't matter how much money she make. I'm just telling you about me and Mrs. Flew out. I want to help some folk. You and your wife can make whatever decision 
boyfriend and girlfriend, y'all are not married. Just want to tell you that. You can be you can be in the same house for 20 years. It don't make you married. That's because you all got a fiance. And now you want to start sharing accounts. Y'all still single. I'm gonna hit that rewind button. You're not married. You're still single. But we had to come together. I couldn't blame her. She couldn't blame me. When we stopped, because we used to do that. It was when Barbara had lost her job for two years. Debt was everywhere. And Sister Flew and I said, we're going to, at the beginning of the year, we're going to start back to tithe because we was like, we don't know what else to do. But before we got to the end of the year, Sister Flew and I was, God just started blessing based on our intent. We haven't even given the tithes again because we stopped because we felt like it wasn't worth it. But that was the trick of the enemy to get us to think that all that money that you give into the church and, and I had to come into the, to the, to the understand that I'm not giving to the church I'm giving back to God what he has given me there's a portion that I'm not supposed to touch just like he told Adam in the garden don't touch this tree then that tie we're not supposed to touch then don't touch it and when we came to the under, on one accord together as husband, it didn't matter what the other folk did or what other folks said. We said together, we are going to obey God and serve him and him only. And just like the servant, the psalmist in 74, for a whole year, it looked like nothing was getting better. But we just stayed there and we was trusting God. And then something happened in year two. Bible begins saying, you know, we're going on, you know, the vacation that we just took. Yes, she said, we paid for it in cash. Two in the same year paid in cash. Then Barbara got a job. That was that's before Barbara got the second, got the job. I don't know how he do it. I just know that he does. I don't know. I don't know how what what the, there are scientists and, 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 and economists are trying to figure out how does it work. They can't figure out. I said, don't make sense. That 90%? Who can live off of 90%? A child of God can when he trusts God. When you make up your mind, I am going to serve God. I don't I don't care what it look, what enticing words that the male says. I am going to serve God. I'm going to serve him till I die. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to serve him. And I am going to serve him. Someone said, that's easy. So, no, it ain't. You just got to do it. You just got to do it. You just got to do it. Somebody give the Lord a hand of praise. God is a good God. And he sends us the word that we need. Not the word that we want. There's a lot going on in this world today with preachers talking about other preachers. 
coming across the sacred desk to talk about another pastor. But this sacred desk is supposed to be about delivering what thus says the Lord to God's people. Because some are looking for shouts and not for souls being saved. Saved. I want you saved and I want you free. Because the Bible tells us those whom he set free are free indeed. And if you know somebody in debt, keep them in prayer. Don't, don't bash them. And when you hear somebody that's related to them, bash them. You, you tell them, you put them in their place and say, don't do it. You pray for them too. That's how we do it. St. Paul, we are a blessed church. We are a blessed body. But we got, if we continually stay in the word of God and do it the way God say do it, I promise I promise you, it'll get done the way he says it'll get done. Pray my strength and the Lord. Give the Lord a hand of praise. The doors of the church are open. Let us stand to our yes, feet. Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we just thank you for your word today. God, we thank you for the opportunity. You, you, you allowed us to praise you and magnify you and, you and to take those burdens off of our heart that we were worried about. God, and we thank you for your holy presence today. We thank you for speaking to us, oh God. And the very wish that was preached about today, there are many, oh God, uh, that, that struggle with this, not just here, but across the world, oh God. Father God, I'm here as a witness to say that you can deliver. You are a deliverer. And you are a provider. And you are a keeper. You are a way maker. You are a heavy load sharer. And you can do what no other power can do. God, we thank you today. We thank you for being so good as you are that you still got enough love for us to be patient in this day to send us your word and to hold back judgment for one more day until we submit unto you and to get it right. God, we want to be a just steward unto you because we want to be seen as one who have been faithful of a few things. And when Jesus cracks the sky and he begins to pass out his reward that he brought with him, oh, Father God, I want him to be able to say, come on in. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will come and make you ruler over many. God, I thank you today. God, I thank you, oh God, because a, a seed has been sown into somebody's fertile ground today. Father, God, let the word dwell in them richly. Father, God, help them want to seek out the word, live by the word, live in the word, eat in the word, and move, think, and thrive by the word. Father, God, we also want to say, God, we thank you for how you've been good to us down through the years. And if anything that we're looking for that we feel like you're not giving it to us, I heard the 
The apostles say that your grace is sufficient. God, we, we want to thank you for those who are walking in the manifestation of your words. And for those who feel like they're not, God, I want to still say thank you for your grace. Father God, as we get ready to leave this place, God, I want to ask you, God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, bless our tithes and offering. Bless it according to your word. Somebody's going to stand firm and do it for the first time. With the devil in their ears that God ain't going to do it. Father God, I beg you, oh God, as your word says, you will allow them to doubt you in this very thing. And I'm so glad that you're going to prove them wrong. Because on the other side of that is a blessing waiting for them. Father God, we thank you for St. Paul. We thank you for this edifice, but we thank you, oh God, for dwelling in this place. God, we thank you for the musicians. God, we thank you for the choirs. We thank you for the media team, our ushers. We thank you for our trustees. We thank you for everyone that gathered here today in present and online. Father God, we just thank you for one more day to get it right. Because tomorrow is not promised. God, we thank you, oh God, in your son, Jesus' name. God, as we get ready to leave this place and never out of your sight, let the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now and forever. Let the whole church sing together. Amen.